our Shame Breaker series. And in this series, if you haven't been here, you can go back, uh, listen to the podcast, because we're, I think there's three or four of them that, that have gone up to this moment. And um, it, was, it was kind of a moment when I was heading in a certain direction. Um, I was gonna do a series. The series I'm, I was gonna do, I'm doing actually starting uh, this uh, next week, but I was gonna start that series. And all of a sudden, the Lord just kind of shifted. Um, and he said, no, I want you to talk about this. And it's because I went through something uh, that dealt with shame. And so uh, I, I recognize it. And, and I'll say this, you can't, you can't change something you're not aware of. And I, I realize that we're all in prog process and we're progressing. And so this moment was, I feel like the Lord is saying, hey, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna talk about this because I wanna uncover it so that we can get people set free from it. And by the way, I usually always go through what I preach. <laughs> That's just the way it is. It's kind of like a, a message that God says, okay, Dan, I want you to feel this thing. I want you to understand it. If you're gonna preach it, I wanna get deep down in your heart and your soul so that you can give it with passion and conviction. Amen? So we've been in the story in John 4 about the woman at the well. So I encourage you to go to John 4, read it for yourself. Um, I'm just giving you what I've learned out of it. There's a powerful story about a woman who is stuck in a rut and she just is living really life out of the past. It is, it is, a, it is just a, a revolving door in her life or a broken record that she keeps walking in over and over again. By the way, I think we've all been there. Maybe you're there today, it's like, how am I, I keep going around this mountain over and over again. I keep, I'm stuck in this rut. And, and, and Jesus is the, is, the, is the rut destroyer, man. He wants to come and, and destroy this rut that we get, that we get into. Now, I, I actually did something different today. Did you notice that, that when, before we came up here, did you notice anything different? There you go, thank you. All right, Sarah, good, thank you. Mr. and Mrs. Detailed. You're right, I went up this way right? Usually I go up this way because I've learned for some reason over almost eight years we've been here that I just think this is a shorter path. And this is just naturally, I, I go that way and head up this, this, uh, this way. But, and it's not because I love you more and not because I love you less <laughs> that I'm going up this way. It's just a rut. It's something that I just do over and over. It's called a habit, right? It's a habit. We all have them. But I purposely went up this way to show you that habits can be broken very easily, very easily. I just made a choice. I'm just gonna go up this way today. I know that seems kind of trivial, but it's powerful because really what happened with this woman by the well, if you read it for yourself in John 4, is that she was stuck in a rut. She was living life over and over again, and it wasn't a positive life. It was like, man, I'm stuck, and I don't know how to get out. And all of a sudden, she meets Jesus by the well. It was by the well. And and, and by the way, I love this story because she didn't know she was going to meet Jesus that day. And I, I will say this, if, if, there's, if there's one element or factor in someone's miracle, it is when you just all of a sudden find Jesus and you didn't even know he was going to show up that day. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, there was some sort of an expectation in her life, which, by the way, is so important to have expectation. When you come to church on a Sunday, have an expectation. Like, expect God to say something. Expect the unexpected. You know, a lot of people actually expect either nothing or the worst. Try expecting the best. Right, really, try it. Say, man, I'm gonna come to church. Or Monday, when Monday hits, you know what? I'm expecting the unexpected. I really believe God's gonna do something today. Something good is gonna happen today. A lot of times we wake up thinking, oh, great, it's Monday. Gonna see so-and-so. Gonna think about this. You know what we do? We've been going that way all week, Monday, this way all week, and God says, no, no, we're gonna change it up. But it needs to change by how you expect something to change. If you expect the best, there's a really good chance you're gonna get the best. If you expect the worst, you know what happened? Good chance you're gonna get the worst. Right? That's just the way it goes. She was expecting the worst. She really was. She lived a life she had... She went from relationship, she went from man to man, relationship to relationship, five relationships that didn't work out. More than likely, you know, it was, it was the man in that culture that had really discarded her because back in that culture, women were treated like property. 
Um, I, I, I've, said, I've said this before, but Jesus was the greatest thing to ever happen to woman, women. Because in that day, women were not treated very well. Women were uh, culturally not accepted. Their, their testimony wasn't accepted. When Jesus came, guess what? He changed it up. And this, this is how he did. He goes, he goes, you know, normally it's always the guys that get all the credit. But this time, I'm gonna bring, you know, I'm gonna bring the gospel, the very first gospel message many believe was to shepherd girls, not shepherd boys. Love that. The very first woman to preach the gospel was a woman, right? It was Mary at the tomb. She went and preached the gospel. I mean, over and over again, Jesus is like, you know what? I'm gonna change this thing. Like, I need something to change. This is what I know about Jesus. This is what I know about a service, about when you're in the word, but about Jesus. Jesus, one thing Jesus doesn't tolerate is your prison, your bondage. He is absolutely determined and even vicious to break us free from the rut that we're in. That's his heart, because he loves us so much. I mean, if you read the Bible, you think, man, how could Jesus say that? So, so in, one, in one instance, you know, we, we hear this, this word uh, from, first of all, John the Baptist. All these people were coming out to see John the Baptist, and they were being baptized by him. And it was a great old grand time, and, and they were all coming out. Even the really religious people were coming out. They were just kind of spying out who this John the Baptist was. Listen, and he came out, and here come the people to be baptized, and John the Baptist, he said, who told you about this, you brood of vipers? or you bucket of snakes. Now, that seems very insensitive, but really, what was he doing? He was saying, I love you so much that if I don't, if I don't get you to become aware of what you're doing, you won't be free. And so, because Jesus said the same thing, right? He said, you brood of vipers, you bunch of snakes, he called them. He was so determined, whether you were very religious and rigid and, and prideful, I tell you what, he was determined to get into your heart to set you free. You guys get that? That's how loving our God is. He'll do anything. It seems harsh, but it's actually he's very, he's very quick and efficient. The Bible says the word of God is quick and sharp and powerful. So when you come into a, into a service, and last week we said you get the holy poke. Don't turn yourself around and run, right? Don't turn yourself around with the holy poke. Say, you know what? Own the holy poke. When God starts dealing with something in your heart, own it. Don't just say, nope, it was this or that person. or No, don't. Listen, I get it. I've been there. Don't. Just own it and say, Lord, what is going on in here? Why is this happening? What, am I the common denominator? It's okay if you say that because, listen, God is saying, hey, it's not even you. Like, shame is not you. Pride is not you. Fear is not you. That's the enemy. It's not who you are. He just wants to uncover something. And so this woman by the well, God loved her so much. The heavenly father looked down and said, Jesus, I got you preaching to 15,000 today. I got, you, I got you doing a bunch of miracles. But today, I'm gonna have you just go to a little old well and meet a woman by a well today. And he's like, okay, father, I'll do that. So he sat wearily by a well. A woman comes up, stuck in her rut, stuck in shame. And the first thing Jesus says to her is, Please give me a drink. Please give me a drink. And last week we said how important it is that if you want to start the process of your freedom and healing, it's so important to just simply give something or give, give something up. How about that? Can I just say the only way to truly follow Jesus is with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength? And, and Jesus said that? I, I know that's that, like, like the days of, the days of, uh, you know, well, I'll follow you halfway, you know. No, no, it's all or nothing. And by the way, when it's all or nothing, that's the best way because that, that's the best way. You don't have to deal with, with all the, 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 the things that the enemy in the world wants to put on you. It, it won't hurt you. you know, it, it, won't, it won't infect you, let's put it that way. It'll hurt you, but it won't infect you. So Jesus says, just follow me, trust me, trust me, trust me, follow me, and I'm gonna show you the better way. So we give something up. So he said, so he was prying out of her. He didn't give her something first. He said, he said, just give me something. He was prying something out of her. Give me something. Because he wanted to, he, he was getting, he was, it was a method and actually a technique of Jesus to get inside of her heart. The whole story is a metaphor of God digging down deep in someone's heart and allowing this living water to burst forth. That's his whole goal, right? Because he knows, 
I do not want my people stuck in a rut anymore. I, I don't want it. Because what it does is it limits potential. It delays destiny, all right? It impedes progress. Come on, right? So some of us have to look back and say, why in the world has this, why, why? It, could be a, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a, a, a long season. You're like, Lord, we just say, can you help me figure this out? Because it seems like something, there might be something else going on here. There just might be something else. So when you, when you ask, when you, when you get to that place, it's the beginning of God using his techniques. He has, Jesus has techniques to get a person free. But isn't that awesome? Techniques. I want to show you some of these techniques and truths that Jesus used with the woman by the well to get her free. If you want to subtitle this message, just say set free. Because at the end of this message, we're going to line up in prayer and we are going to believe for the powerful anointing of God to set people free because that's what he wants to do. And to set free from fear, pride, and shame, or whatever you're struggling with, it doesn't matter. God loves you so much, he's willing to wait, 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 wait by a well till you come along. But he's willing to use a technique and method to get you to a place where you can be set free. Are you ready for that today? Come on. That's, that's God's goal. That's his whole goal, to set us free. So this woman um, meets Jesus, and Jesus, first thing he says is, hey, give me a drink. And then she she kind of starts deflecting as we talked about last week. I encourage you to get those messages to, to, and, then, and then just listen to them. We build, we build on this. But to, to get her to, um, she starts deflecting, but really his method is to uncover. Because if you, 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 you can't change what you're not aware of, right? It's, you can't change what you're not aware of. So, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit makes us aware of something that might be impeding your progress, right? By the way, when you discover that, it is one of the greatest gifts you could ever have in your life. The greatest gifts. When you say, when, 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 when the doctor says, here it is, you're like, oh! When the great physician says, here it is, oh, thank you. I'm telling you, when you've been there before, I've been there a few times, I'm like, oh, thank you. You mean it wasn't Emily's fault the whole time? Dang it. It was, my, it was my deal. Yes, Dan, but it wasn't you. It was just how the enemy weaved his way in your life and tried to, to take you down. That's what he does. Come on. So this, but this, this whole message is about God digging deep into a heart. So when I was, in, when I was just out of high school, many of you probably know this by looking at me, um, you know, but I was in landscape construction. <laughs> and... Uh, Oh, I was landscape construction for a time. And that's right, don't mess with me. And so, but one thing we did at, at, at our job is, and we worked old school, man. We had all the shovels. I mean, there wasn't any heavy equipment. You, man, when you, when you trimmed a bush, it was with those, you didn't have an electric thing. It was like, you had to do it with the shears that go like this. <laughs> I forgot. Anyways, we would, we would build fence. We would build lo lots of fence. It was the wooden fence, the wooden post, and the, and the wooden... Uh, Two by four by fours, whatever they are. No, four by two by four, whatever. Two by, help me, Lord. Um, by the way, I, I, I got up at three, three this morning, so I haven't slept since. So usually when these messages come like that, the weird stuff is said, but just God is good, perfect through it all. So, but what I'll say is that we, we, we made these, these, we built these fences. And every, I believe, eight feet, eight feet, we had to put a post. And... Sometimes it would go fast, man, you, like easy. Dig a hole, post in there, great. Well, one day we hit something. It was a big old rock. And usually if you hit a rock, you can put a shovel in there, get it out pretty easily. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't take long. This one was wide. It was big. And we, would, we were hit, we'd taking this metal uh, prod, and man, this is a big rock. So we dug and dug and dug and dug and dug. Not much happened. And finally, the boss said, man, I'm paying you guys a lot. We better get some heavy equipment in here. So they brought in the backhoe, and he came, I mean, he came right in with his backhoe, drove it up, rented it, came in, and it took him one scoop, and this big old honking rock was pulled out um, and put to the side, and we kept going. And we were able to work, work that day and get a ton of fence done. 
But the, 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 the truth of that matter is this, this story is a metaphor of a rock in our hearts and our lives that stop the living water from flowing, the life, the love, the joy, the peace, you name it, all those things that are, that are, that are truly the greatest advertisement for Jesus, which is love, joy, peace, not fear, pride, and shame. The enemy would love for that to be the advertisement. No, love, joy, peace that flows from the inside. Getting rid of the rock or proverbial rock or the thing that impedes progress. But we need a bigger backhoe. We need someone bigger and stronger. And I call him the anointed one, the Messiah. The, the, anoint, the Christ, right? Jesus Christ, Christ isn't his last name. Christ describes him anointed one because this is what I know. I can give you some good principles and they work and they're truth and it, it, the principles, these truths will set you free. But then what I need is I need the anointed one, Jesus Christ, the power of God to come and do something added to that that, that I just... Like, wow, Lord, thank you so much that he can do something in a moment in your life. That's why I need the backhoe of God, right? So that's what's gonna happen today at the very end, but let me just get through this short time, give you some truth and, and bring you to this moment, really encourage you, plead with you. Today, don't just get up and walk out like you normally would do, and you can, it's fine, but if God's speaking to you, get up and do something different. Walk that way. Walk towards an altar. Get to God. Get prayer. And God will meet you there. Because he wants a living water to flow. So many people struggle with shame. And I believe it's one of the most destructive tools of the enemy because shame will declare you unwanted unworthy, unloved. That's what shame says. Jesus declares you wanted, loved, and worthy. So I'm believing today, Holy Spirit, back home, come. Remove the rocks once and for all because you were made for so much more. So here's the rest of the story. The woman meets Jesus, give me a drink of water. And here we go, John 4, 13 through 30. Here's the whole story and then we'll, we'll go through it. John 4, uh, 13 through 30. Here we go, it's coming. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water from that well will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again. I won't have to come here to get water anymore. Basically, go back to that. She was saying, I'm sick and tired of this rut, coming here every day to this well. By the way, she was coming at a time when no one else was there. She was hiding, right? She didn't want to be there. So she goes, I won't have to come here ever again. Thank God. Go and get, so, so Jesus says, he could have just said this. Yeah, here's some living water by faith. No, he has to uncover the rock, right? Here's the rock, you guys. Go and get your husband. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. For you've had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now, you certainly spoke the truth. Stay right there. Go back. You certainly spoke the truth. It seems, again, Jesus is insensitive. What are you judging me? Don't you tell me my business. If I have five, maybe I'll have 10. Don't you dare. I mean, that's what we could say, but, but, but see, listen, remember, Jesus is so determined to set us free that it seems like he's insensitive, but I'll tell you something. Oh, there's love oozing all in this thing right here. He's saying, lady, lady, listen, we, we can't build any more fence. I can't expand your territory if I do not get rid of this rock right now. So then, verse 19, she says, you must be a prophet. And so in this moment, 
So tell me why it is you Jews insist that Jerusalem's only, the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship. Now, stay right there a minute. Now, you know what happens? All of a sudden, her, listen, the, the, there's a technique here. He's, he's digging one, one dig after the other. And all of a sudden, when, when, when he reveals this rock, we found it, what does she do? Deflect. She kind of, she's like, oh, let's go. Well, wait, let's talk about this, Jesus. I don't want to talk about my heart. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about Emily. Why is she the way she is? Right? Right? Let's talk about, what, let's talk about the way, let's talk about the way, let's talk about this thing that happened. Come on, come on, you know what I'm saying? Or sometimes we can, like for me, I, you know, I, I recognize shame uh, early on when, whenever I'd get into a, a group of people and I'd get really nervous and insecure, I'd try to be funny. And I'm hoping that thing was gonna pe- make people laugh. And sometimes it didn't, it made shame even worse. You know, but you try to be funny, you deflect. See, she was deflecting. She didn't wanna deal with that stuff. Just wanna show you that. Verse 21, Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman. He's talking with her. Time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. He said, you Samaritans know very little about the one you worship while we Jews know all about him for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming and indeed it's here now. Say now. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, the Father is looking for those who will worship him in that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Stay right there for a minute. Let me give you a concept. Jesus is here right now. Angels are here in this place. Jesus is here. Angels are here. That's a spiritual thing, right? We have these earthly bodies. We're confined to these earthly bodies. We're like We're limited. We are limited, um, even, even in, in physics, we're limited. Like, we, I, can't, I can't walk, you wanna walk through that wall? I'm gonna get hurt. If I try to walk through that wall, Todd, I will get hurt because of this matter, meet, matter meets matter, right? Now, angels, they can walk through anything. They can walk through walls. They can do whatever they wanna do. That's a, that's a physics thing. Now, now I, don't wanna, I don't wanna scramble your brain, but, but I'm, I'm just saying that, that if you can just get spiritual for a moment, close your eyes and get spiritual and imagine this place filled not only with God himself, but with angels all around you. Angels, man, big ones, small ones, warrior angels, they're all in this place right now. Loads of them. But see, what we do is we are confined by the natural. And Jesus said, listen, the time has come now because God is a spirit. For God is looking for those. We want to worship him in spirit. In spirit. We must be spiritual people. We must begin to see spiritually, even within your imagination. <clears throat> so you say, you know what? Yeah, God is here. God is here. Because if we don't, we think God is far off. Well, one day I'll meet God. Or angels, I've never, I don't know if angels are here. No, we must be spiritual. So they, they operate in a different realm. It's called the kingdom on this earth. Like there's a kingdom right here and they're operating in it. I need you to know that because... All things are done spiritually through spiritual things and spiritual moments and spiritual angels, okay? That's how it's done, right? If I want to get free, it wouldn't help for me to walk into that wall. I'd get hurt. But what I need is I need something spiritual to happen something to go deep inside of me, something to get in my brain, something spiritual that, that says, oh man, this is the, the moment that I need, spiritual moment. Because this is what, so, so Jesus is getting here to say, don't look at me, hon. I know I'm just a dude in front of you right now. You're not believing. In just a moment, you're gonna see something very spiritual. For God is spirit, those who worship. Okay, the woman said, I know the Messiah, the anointed one is coming. There's expectation, by the way. She was expecting something. 
the, the, the one who is called Christ, anointed one, when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Here we go. Spiritual moment. Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. I'm the Messiah. So in a, it, it, it's in a suddenly moment, she, God dug and dug and dug, revealed the rock and dug, and all of a sudden, he got past that shame and he said, hello, here I am. And now look what happened. Verse 27. Now, this is really good to know too. Just then his disciples came back. Whenever you have an incredible spiritual moment, <clears throat> there's an enemy that'd love to take it away. There's an enemy that wants to discourage you. <clears throat> so look at this kind of moment by disciples who were in the natural. They didn't see spiritually. <clears throat> it says, the disciples came back they were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had, had nerve to ask. So, so he, they, they didn't say, what do you want with her? Or why are you still talking to her? It's that little moment, like, just, just move past it because look what happens. The woman left her jar beside the well. Her water jar represented her ruts, right? It was everything she saw in the natural, everything that was happening to her. Left it there, had a spiritual moment beside the well, ran back to the village telling everyone by the way, everyone that was gossiping about her, everyone that was not treating her well, she was telling them, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the anointed one? <clears throat> what happened? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Freedom, freedom, freedom. A suddenly moment sees Christ and set free. Here's what I think is, is the big struggle because I so in my heart want every single person that needs their rock uncovered to Holy Spirit, please, please let them see the rock because if they don't see the rock to be uncovered, they can't get free because <clears throat> There's so much that God wants for you in your life. Incredible potential. <clears throat> and if we can just see this moment. So here's a quick technique and method how Jesus works to get you free or if you're leading someone else to get them free. And he, as we said before, he said, just give something. Give it up. Give it up. There all comes a time in everybody's life <clears throat> when God is asking for you and I, can I have that? Can you give it up? Can you, can you give your life to me, Dan, in 1994? But it seems like throughout, I've noticed that, oh, there was something there in my life that I thought I gave up, but I didn't. And then he comes and reveals that rock. <clears throat> give it up. Give something. But don't just give something. Give something. Give differently. Give differently. What do I mean by that? Don't just give something that's easy. Following Christ is only about giving all our whole life up. That's, that's the only way it works, right? I give up my life. I give my whole life to you. It happened in 1994. I gave up my life. That's it. It's over. It's done. Living, trying to live two, two, two lives is really disturbing and and it's hard, it's, 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 it just doesn't work. Give differently, give radically. What am I saying? So she was asked to give water, but she was asked to give water to a Jew, to a man. I mean, that's like, Jesus is like, no, give differently. Jesus always asks us to give radically or differently in our lives. How does he do that? Number one, he brings compassion, love. Say love. God loves you too much to stay where you're at, so he loves you out of where you're at. He just met her with love. That's who he is. God is what? God is. Every time you meet him, every time you think about him, even if you've had struggles and disappointments, even if you've made mistakes, the picture that you're gonna get with Jesus is love. Never disappointment. He's never gonna reject you. He's never gonna tell you you're not wanted, right? 
always loved. Guess so here, we're, we're almost done as far as you know. He was oozing with love. Here's a command. Love no matter what. Love everyone no matter what. That's pretty radical, right? That's not easy. But here's the thing. I encourage you to close your eyes at some point in time today or tonight and think about all the people that you can think of that are close to you in your life. And as you think about each person, picture them in your mind, give words to them. And as soon as you get to the person where you have no words or you have words of bitterness or hatred, stop, that's a rock, and say, let's change this. It could be all of a sudden you get to your dad and you're like, oh, right? Just technique, picture it. If you can say, I love everybody, great, you're on, you're on the road. But if you can say, you know what? How about then get to yourself. Picture yourself there. And can you say, oh, I love that person. And a lot of times right there, you're gonna say, no. I'm not sure if I love that person very much. Try it, try it. Compassion, compassion, love. Jesus showed up with love. Jesus gives this technique. He shows up with love because he knows this, that compassion will lead to confession. Do you, do you, know, why the, do you know why it's so hard? The, 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 one of the greatest things I want in our church is a healthy church where people can trust other people. Do you know why? Do you know what stinks is when people gossip about other people? Matter of fact, I, I will say this. Gossip is one of the worst rut makers in a life and people don't even know it. I would say this. If you struggle with gossip in your life, you just talk too much. Well, it's, it's my prayer group and I'm just concerned. No, nope. gossip. It doesn't even matter if it's a fact. If you got nothing good to say, don't say it. Here, here, please hear this. I believe if you were to give up gossip, radically give up gossip, I will not gossip anymore. I'm only gonna speak what is good, pure, and lovely. I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna build people up. And if someone comes and wants to gossip, I'm gonna say, yep, shut it down. You go talk to them. I don't wanna hear it. I guarantee you, if you were to stop Gossiping, which is one of the biggest rut makers in a person's life, your life will change radically. And sometimes when people wonder, well, why isn't, why isn't something moving in my life? Why, I'm a good person, I go to church, I do this, but you have a problem with your tongue and your mouth. I'm saying this in love, but I'm saying it very determined to get you free because you have a problem with your tongue, problem with your mouth. And if you give up that tongue, give it up to God, give it up right now, and say, no more, no more, I guarantee you, doors will open up for you. But what's happening is that gossip is causing you to walk, without even knowing it, in a proverbial rut of deception. Is that, that, that's, that wasn't even in my notes. God loves you. Holy poke moment right there. Give something, give differently. You guys still here? Give differently, give radically, give it up. You don't want that stuff anymore. Bitterness, resentment, Eradicate it right now. Don't live with it. It's a, it's a disease of the brain. That's what it is. Just get rid of it. Go, move. Get it out now. Jesus' name. So he gets her to, he gets her compassion there first. Come on, remember, compassion. God loves you. You may not get it from people, but you can get it from God. God loves you. Get a picture of that. Compassion, compassion, so that you and I begin to give up something in order for us to think differently. Now, here's where I wanna stop for just a few moments and we'll pray for you. I need you to hear this. Our thoughts determine our future. That's biblical. As a person thinks, so are they. Now, th this is such a powerful truth that we don't think about here. So many people think about what they eat. They, they know, oh, I just had some milk and my stomach is growly or it's sh sharp pains, right? And we do, we're like, I can't eat that, but I can eat that. We think about what we, I think about what I'm gonna eat. Sunday, even though I fast uh, for a portion of this day, but I'm thinking, what am I gonna eat at noon? And then when, as I'm eating at noon, what am I gonna have tonight? 
I mean, I think about what I eat, what I like to eat, right? All the time we do. You ever think about your thoughts? You ever think about what's heading in your mind? Do you ever think about what your thought is eating, what your, your brain is eating? Come on. If you and I start thinking about our thoughts critically, like we do food or life, I guarantee you, you'll begin to do what, what's said in the Bible is when a vain imagination or negative thought comes, we will cast it down, take it into captivity. Listen, if you can just do this and practice it, I guarantee your life will be transformed because we are changed by thinking differently. We are changed by the renovation of our mind and not our hearts, friends, our mind. You could try all you want to get your body in shape, but if your mind ain't there, <clears throat> it's not gonna work. You're not gonna make it. If you can get your mind set, you can change your life. This is, this is a truth. It's also a technique that Jesus used. Here, what he did, he came and he goes, listen, hon, he goes, here I am. By the way, he wasn't supposed to be there. I'm gonna give you a different picture for your brain right here. It's called imaging, by the way. It's been around forever, but it, but it works. It's, it's, it's from the Bible. I'm gonna give you a different picture right now. And the picture is, you're gonna see me. I'm not supposed to be here because I'm a man and I'm a Jew. And I'm gonna interact with you and it's gonna change the way you think right now. And it did. And she was like, even though she was trying to resist it, she goes, oh, I'm thinking differently. She was thinking, you know why? Because listen, the word repentance means think differently. Turning to God, think differently. Why is this moment so important? Because what I need you to do is I need you to think differently. If your thoughts determine your life, thoughts will produce actions, will produce words. If you can think differently, he didn't want her to think shameful thoughts anymore. He didn't want her to think unloved, unwanted thoughts. He wanted her to think, come here. I've got something for you, but I gotta get rid of that rock. And once he got her to think differently, she then all of a sudden saw differently. Because you know what thoughts are? Thoughts paint pictures. Your words, your thoughts will paint a picture. Well, Monday morning, it's gonna be a bad day. Oh gosh, man, this day, oh, it's gonna be a bad week. You know what? You're painting a picture on your brain that's gonna be a bad week. Think, say think differently. Say better thoughts. That's how you're gonna change. That's how your life's gonna change. Better thoughts. It's a fight, because the enemy would love to take those away from you. It's a fight, but once you get past those those, those fights, I'm telling you, your life will radically change. The Bible tells us it does, gives us numerous examples of minds being changed. So I've, I've, I heard this, and we're almost done. I heard this, that, that, that from zero to seven, studies have shown that from zero to seven is the most profound time of a person's life. It is where you literally are programmed for the rest of your life, from ages zero to seven. In other words, the, the, a program is, is built into your subconscious that leads you into the future. Subconscious being your mind, your thoughts. So you might hear in your, and you might have heard in your life, you know what, we'll never afford it. You could never do that. You're not good enough. Times are always tight. You know what, what and generally what, what's gonna happen unless Jesus changes it, the anointed one comes, what's gonna happen is, it'll carry on to the next generation. Because without even knowing it, guess what? Without even knowing it, year after year, hey, it's welcome, Pastor Dan. <laughs> hey, guys, I came up this way all the time. It's just a habit. But if you would say, you know what, no more. That's why we need the backhoe, the anointing of God, to break that in Jesus' name. Break it. Break it so that you start thinking differently. And when you think, when that woman started thinking differently, you know what she did? She acted differently. She went out and did something that was totally opposite of what she was doing the whole time, running from people. Now she's getting them set free. Thank you, Tommy. Love it. Come on, right? Listen, this is your moment. This is your moment. This is your woman at the well moment. God is patient and kind and Caring, and I'm not saying, I'm not forcing you and telling you, but I'm pleading with you, if you have a rock in your life, 
And by the way, that rock's not you. That rock was probably put there, could have been put there from generations before. You didn't even know it. Shame from, gener- fear, pride from generations before. And now, because you've been programmed from zero to seven, and now that's your life, God's saying, let's reprogram you. <clears throat> let's now change the program. Well, how do you do that, Dan? Well, number one, we need a powerful anointing. We need the anointed one. But this, this is how they say you can reprogram your brain or your subconscious, simply by repetition. The Bible says meditation. The Bible says incline yourself to, to, to my word. The, 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 like Monday morning, you know, this is great. You know what's really gonna, what's really gonna uh, count is Monday morning. If you wake up and you just do this, oh, here we go, back to work again. I get my coffee and blah, 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 look on my phone and get on Facebook and get on Instagram and try to get to everybody. Guess what you're gonna get? That. But if you wake up Monday morning, take that phone, put it down. Take those negative thoughts in Jesus' name. You say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will have joy and be glad in it. Not, this is... This is the stinky Monday again. Doggone it, I hate my job. Guess what? That's what you're gonna get. But you can say, you know what? No, this is a day that the Lord has made. It's a brand new day. I will, there's your will, rejoice, have joy, and be glad in it. If you said that 10 times and throughout the day, guess what you're gonna get? That. I'm not saying you won't have any troubles, but I'll tell you, you'll get through those a lot easier. Because you'll be expecting the unexpected. When God's unexpected comes, it's always to help us in life to move past that thing. So I say, I say, just watch yourself. Think about your thoughts. What's in your subconscious? How have you been acting? Are you, are, do you have bitter thoughts? Do you have negative thoughts, worried thoughts? That's not God. Get rid of them today in Jesus' name. Today's just a start. The anointing comes. God's presence comes. And, and he reveals, you know what? He might say, he, just, he wants you to identify the rock, be aware of it. And he wants to eliminate it and eradicate it. Because you have so much potential. Man, oh man, you're the potential that you have. That woman, that woman, I wish I knew her name. Just call her Janet, Janet. Let's give her a name, Janet. Uh, she discovered her destiny. She was always a giver. Jesus knew it. He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unblock that and get rid of that rock so we can move on and do great things for the kingdom. Let's do it. This is your chance. It seemed like it happened all of a sudden, and it did. It did. It did. But what I realized is that what really, what really got her was, yes, Jesus methodically Technique, compassion, compassion. Let me get you to give, give, give me something. Just give it to me. Give, give radically for a moment. Just come on, just, just, just come on, give it up. Just uh, let's uncover that. Oh, um, uh, there, there, there it is. There, there's, there's the rock. Um, <clears throat> I want you to think differently now because I'm not here to judge you, Jesus would say. I'm not, here to, I'm not here to condemn you at all. I'm here to love on you. I'm here to set you free. And all of a sudden she thought differently. She acted differently. And she was completely set free when, when her mind got the picture of the Messiah, right? Her mind's like, oh, it's the Messiah. It's the anointed one, the one who can set me free. So as we finish this series, I'm believing today that the anointed one and his angels his army of angels are right here in this place, right here. The anointing of God is right here. You don't have to live in that rut anymore. You can be set free today. And then God can teach you to practice the things that just keep you free and, and you grow stronger and stronger, which by the way is repetition or taking a scripture, the most powerful thing, and memorizing it and speaking it. Very simple, you guys. But again, how much do we really put into practice? I tell you, if you put into practice, you'll be like someone who built their house on a rock. And when the storms came, it did not fall, right? Because you 
did something about it, right? So tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up and say, this is the day, say it, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And you're going to say it 10 times or you're going to say it until you believe it. How about that? So let's pray for you, prayer partners, our leaders. Just come on up for a moment. I, just, I, I, wanna, I wanna just, we're gonna, we're gonna stay right here and we're gonna pray for you because this is what I believe. We need the backhoe of the anointing of God. And listen, I'm anointed. I am. You're anointed, <laughs> right? You're anointed. You're anointed. You're anointed. You have an anointing. You have an anointing that breaks, that breaks yoke. The Bible says that, 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 that it's this anointing. What is that? That's just God himself. God himself coming right now to break the heaviness off your life, to break the, any stronghold off your life right now in Jesus' name. I believe it. That is exactly what's gonna happen right now. That's what's gonna happen. I believe it. Will you believe with me? Will you take your anointing and will you link it with my anointing and our anointing and watch sparks fly? Watch the sparks fly. Watch the energy of God come. Watch the healing power of God come, breaking every single yoke. Is there anything too hard for God? No. So Emily, what has been happening right here for these past uh, few minutes? So during worship, I uh, very clearly heard this um, scripture in Jeremiah. It says, um, is my word not like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? And so the Lord was showing me that as his word is going forth into your heart, the fire is burning up all of the lies that you've believed. Because lies of the enemy that you've believed all your life, they feel strong, but they're not strong. They're just like paper. It's like paper. And God's word burns them up. Right. And he replaces it with truth. And then his word also breaks the walls that have been built around your heart. You've been hurt and some of you have built up walls around your heart to try to protect yourself. But his word breaks those walls down so God can be your protector. He's your defender. That's right. He's your vindicator. So while we pray for you, that's what we're gonna agree with. And I just wanna tell my testimony that I told in the first service um, years ago, I had a spirit of anger and rage for seven years after the rape happened to me. And it was affecting our marriage. It was affecting my parenting. Our children were just babies at the time. And I was desperate for God to um, set me free. And I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't really even know that I had this spirit of anger. I just knew that I was overcome with anger sometimes. But I was in a meeting just like we are today and somebody prayed over me. Like uh, during worship, the Holy Spirit came on me. I didn't know what God was doing, but I went up for prayer just like you guys are gonna do right now. And somebody that I don't know came over to me and prayed for me. And he did not ask me what was going on because I didn't even know. He just laid his hand on my head and he spoke new thoughts over me. And immediately all the chaos inside me stopped and I had peace come over me and the Lord said I've delivered you of a spirit of anger and now you just have to walk it out and that means when anger comes, tries to come back that the Holy Spirit's going to show you and you can say no to it that's right. you can choose a different thought so today that's what God is going to do he's going to replace the lies with yes. truth and he's going to break off shame and that's anger right. fear and pride bitterness, resentment whatever it is that's a wall around your heart or that is uh, holding you back from closeness with God. Amen. Amen. So guys, let's go for it, man. What do you got to lose? Nothing. And you know what? I'll tell you this right now. I am actually going to grab some gum because I don't want my breath to smell. So that's even extra. But I'll tell you something right now. Listen, um, this is your moment. This is your suddenly moment. Suddenly. If you believe, come on. We're here to pray with you. There's no shame in shame. There's no shame in pride. There's no shame in anger. There's no shame in fear. All those things, there's no shame in it. It's not who you are. Get free today in Jesus' name. All we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna be led right from, I guess all, all, uh, all now, okay. Right, Mickey, no, just right here, center. 
come to the center, and then the ushers will actually direct you when there's an open prayer time. Don't leave without getting prayer. We'll, I'll stay here as long as I have to, seriously. I will be here as long as I have to. Do not leave. If you need to wait for a little bit, come. We wanna pray for you. I know that God's gonna set you free. I know that God's gonna, listen, this is just your next fence post. That's all it is. You've done great. You've done amazing up to this point. You have. God's saying, you know what, but there's more. It's just a rock you hit. Let's get rid of it right now, okay? Lord, I thank you for this time. God, thank you for opening up hearts, even a sliver of hope, expectations, all you need. Thank you for giving us a story of the woman by the well. Thank you, God, for showing us how much compassion, love, kindness, patience that you have through, through that story for us, God. Many times you've been waiting at the well and we may have just went a different way, but Lord, today we're not gonna, we're not gonna go a different way. Um, we're gonna go a different way. In other words, we're gonna go towards you, God. We're not gonna run from you. We're not gonna run out. We're gonna run towards you, God, because we believe you're gonna do something great. Um, I feel led to say right now is that maybe you're doing good, but you have someone to pray for. That's just as anointed. If you come up and say, I need prayer for so-and-so, just know this, God is gonna answer that. God's gonna move in that person's life. They may not even be here, but you're gonna see something through your prayer. So I encourage you, however it looks for you, just take action. Take action now. Now is the time. God is looking for spiritual worshipers now, those who believe. Get free, my friends. Get free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're here for you guys, so come on up.